welcome to Lombardi's Legend Podcast. This is Wags, and I got Dane here. Hey, Wags. How is it going, Dane? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Excited to talk about tight ends today here uh, in our, our latest mini pod. Uh, we've been talking about all of the different positions, the position groups for the Green Bay Packers, possible draft selection that we could see from the Packers uh, coming up in, later this month in the April draft. So, Wags, let's just jump right into it. Uh, do you think tight end's priority here in Green Bay? We've seen a lot of articles, a lot of chatter that tight end could be a premium position for the Packers to to select this coming April. What's your take? Yeah, absolutely. We've been talking a little bit just to catch uh, everyone up in case you've missed any of our previous uh, pre-draft episodes. Um, really focusing not only just on the prospects that we think Packers might be looking at, but what round um, or yeah. rounds um, we feel that would be likely they will be spending picks. And I think this is the first position we've covered where it's highly likely that they spend at least one of their uh, picks in the first, second, or third round for sure uh, to uh, to try to solidify this position and get your tight end of the future as well, uh, with it most likely being the scenario of Jimmy Graham being transitioned off the team Mm -hmm. either in a year or definitely in two years. You want to have someone that's going to be able to come in and not only be able to fill his shoes, but be in a position to really excel at the position as both a receiver and a blocker as well. Definitely. I'll tell you what, Jimmy Graham last year, he played in in all, all 16 games. He had 636 receiving yards. You look at his stats and if just numbers alone you go okay that's not too bad of a year for Jimmy but the reality was i think that there we were all hoping for and wanting a little bit more at times it looked like he just was out of sync with mm-hmm. Rodgers there was definitely talk even even a few weeks ago about Jimmy being a potential cut candidate before this season starts. But the reality is is that uh, I think he will be back in Green Bay now, no doubt about it, for the upcoming season, which I do believe was a, a good decision. Uh, but you're right, Wags, we need to get younger. I think we need to get a little bit more athletic. And in this offense that, uh, that Coach LaFleur is planning to run, they love to use two tight ends. Yeah, absolutely. And I don't think we're going to disagree with anyone. And Jimmy Graham won't disagree that his season was a bit disappointing last year. But the reality is, even if we take a high pick at this position, there's just not going to be a situation where you're going to expect a guy to come in and be able to outproduce in his rookie season, (laughs) even what Jimmy did last year. So bringing him back makes a lot of sense Uh, You would have been selling low on him by cutting him. Let's just hope that he can have a bounce-back season, and then that gives whomever they bring in an opportunity to learn and grow and not have that expectation right off the bat that they need to be getting 8 to 10 touchdowns Mm -hmm. in their first season. We'll take that, though, right? Oh, yeah, we'll definitely (laughs) take that. So let's dive in and take a look at who we'll be looking at. So um, with a pick at 12... Uh, T.J. Hawkinson from Iowa is the guy that uh, would potentially be someone we'd be looking at at that position. Do you think that Packers might pull the trigger on someone like T.J. that early? I do. I, I actually, 
Hawkinson seems like his draft status has just shot through the roof in the last few weeks. And I'll tell you what, there's a lot to like about this guy. He he's super athletic. He's got the he's got a, a ton of good speed. He can catch the ball. He can block. He he is you know, compared to a lot of really solid tight ends, he's just one of those guys that has an overall really good game. He's a young guy. He was a sophomore last year. So I think there's a ton of upside. There's a lot of ability. And I think from everything I've read about him, he appears to be the most NFL-ready day one big splash guy on the draft board at the position. And I can't believe I'm saying it, but at 12, I wouldn't be too upset if the Packers took a tight end as long as his name was TJ Hawkinson. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It's not often that you see the words dynamic and athleticism, speed to threaten the seam. <laughs> These are all uh, phrases and words that we see in, in TJ's scouting report. Yeah. Um, arguably the most exciting new age tight end to enter the draft over the last few years. <laughs> so, boy, I, you, you can't uh, – you never – assume a sure thing but uh, normally you're not looking at tight ends that early in the draft and the Packers have a need and boy if he is someone that can improve the offense that's just another luxury for Aaron to have and that's something that would be uh, a lot of fun to to see so I agree uh, wholeheartedly TJ seems like almost a no-brainer especially now that we've solidified the edge positions in free agency Uh, it just gives us so much more flexibility now as we're looking at these draft positions as well yeah it sure does Wags. i mean and and again talking about what this new offense is going to look like. I know LeFleur, his philosophy at its core is he likes to throw a bunch of different looks and attacks at defenses. So sometimes they run this 22 personnel, which is two running backs and two tight ends. Other times he likes to run a 12 personnel. It's one running back and two tight ends. But regardless, there is going to be an emphasis on the tight end position. And I know that we've uh, kept uh, Mercedes Lewis from last year, who understands that offense really well, is more of a blocking tight end. And then we, of course, have Jimmy. But it's time, I think, to also have a little bit more youth. And that's not to shortchange Tunyon, who I thought showed some really good flashes and by uh, by all appearances has shown some uh, progress in this offseason and is looking to make a leap. But to infuse it with some young highly drafted talent at the position would only make this offense and Aaron Rodgers Rodgers job a little bit better. And just to draw comparisons, uh, Jermichael Finley was also a sophomore when he came out. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So sometimes it's nice to get that guy that is just starting to pop and um, might uh, have only his best years in front of him, might still have some some real room to grow and develop and, and have some untapped potential that we haven't even seen yet at that previous level. Yes. So, um, so looking at some of the other um, prospects that might be on the board, uh, the Packers, most likely there isn't going to be anyone else at 12 that they would be looking at no. outside of TJ. Um, so then we're looking at 30 and 44. Mm-hmm. Um, Dane, do you see anyone in that range that uh, seems like it would be a good fit for the Packers to potentially be targeting? Yeah, I'll tell you what. A TJ uh, Hawkinson's teammate, believe it or not, Noah Fant, he has been 
uh, all over the boards as a as a potential um, guy that could be in that 30 30 um, range and I think that uh, the things to like about him and we've talked about this at past positions is sometimes that second guy uh, that's getting drafted along with uh, the, the superstar guy, he, they actually can produce really well. They're used to being part of a team, right? They're not getting all the headlines. And I think that Fant is one of those guys that could be a really nice fit if we went a different direction at 12, if we took a defensive player, maybe a defensive lineman, another edge rusher, a safety, defensive back, and then we turned around in 30. If, if, um, if Noah's there at 30, and we didn't go with the tight end position at 12, I would actually be pretty shocked if the Packers didn't go ahead and take him with his um, projection. He's a good blocker um, and just has uh, talented all around again. Yeah, so I mean, his his biggest question mark is 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 his consistency as a as a pass blocker, yeah. a run blocker, and it'll be interesting to see how important that is. If if they're looking at just replacing Jimmy Graham, perhaps that's not as important. It's more about getting someone that's going to be very productive in the pass game. Uh, then uh, someone like Bant might make a lot of sense in the scenario that you outlined, mm-hmm. um, especially and maybe uh, really it would be passing him on on him at 30 and hoping he falls all the way down to 44 sure. and if that's a luxury that or a risk that they're willing to take for a guy like Fant, maybe they just roll the dice and that's that's more the position where you would be looking at him um okay so dane let's take a look at a couple of these other guys yeah. we did have a pre-draft dr- visit uh, just looking a little bit further down so jay sternberger at, out of texas a&m he is projected to be an early third round pick mm-hmm. um, what do you know about him you know, I think that, again, anytime that the Green Bay Packers go in and they actually bring somebody in or they want to have meetings with them, uh, it's it's an interesting thing to pay attention to because the Packers tend to like to bring in a lot of guys that they, they end up um, – they end up taking. So, you know, I think that he looks to be a little bit more of that security blanket guy, that classic tight end that you hear about as as offenses around the league spread out a little bit more. Um, I think the thing that people forget about is that it's always nice to have just a really big body that can get up field five yards, turn around and catch a football and be an outlet for, for the quarterback. And after last year, our complaint on and on and on was that we weren't utilizing our position properly and we weren't giving Rodgers enough outlets. Somebody like a Jay Sternberger, six foot four, 251 pounds, big body, might be just what the doctor ordered for Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, and what you have to like about him is that he's a good route runner, um, really has a nice catch radius, great, good hands. Yep. Um, so he might not be a burner, but uh, with some of the matchups that the Packers can create on the outside, uh, it's really about having a mismatch in the middle of the field. He's not going to be getting covered by no. the their best cover man on the defensive side. So if, if he can go up and, and get the ball um, uh, uh, with a wide catch radius, that's huge, especially for someone like Rodgers. Yep. He, he's going to know where to put it. If, the, if he can create chemistry with a guy like that, um, he's someone that could definitely be very productive in this offense as well. well so That's right. And, and what we have to ask ourselves, I think, is 
are we looking for this tight end to be the guy right away in an offense? And the answer is, I don't think so, right? Jimmy Graham is nothing to sneeze at, and he will be there again this year to be productive. So I think that we're asking uh, uh, another guy to come in and do the things that this offense is going to ask of them. They're going to need to be able to block some to so we can run the ball a little bit more. We're going to need them to make those catches, um, but we're not asking to put all of our chips on this position. So maybe the Packers do value somebody like a Sternberger a little bit later in the draft. Maybe we luck out, we get him in the third round, and uh, that frees up first, second round to, again, add to the defense or maybe go a completely different direction. The draft is the draft. It's unpredictable. Heck, maybe the Packers want to go wide receiver in the first round and tight end in the third round. We sure. just don't know. Well, and my read on this could just be as simple as, hey, if TJ Hawkinson's there at 12, we're taking him. Yeah. If he's not, this is the next guy we're going to target. Let's bring him in for an interview, see what he's all about. He's projected to be that early to mid third round pick. Packers have a, a pick at 75 in the third round. Yep. Uh, if we need to trade up a few spots to lock him down, if we really like him based mm-hmm. on the, the bringing him in and doing that interview, um, then that makes a lot of sense to me. So uh, he might be that backup first two to three day option yes. um, in the draft if he's a third round pick and uh, they don't uh, pull the trigger in round one or round two. So, um, okay, so let's look a little bit later because the Packers did bring in another guy um, that is uh, Andrew Beck, Mm -hmm. uh, not someone that I'm sure most uh, you fellow Packers fans really know a lot about, and for good reason. He did play at Texas, but um, I wasn't watching a lot of Texas football this year. He's not someone that... Um, pops off the page when you look at his uh, stat line. Uh, looks to be a little bit more known as a blocking tight end. Mm-hmm. So uh, what does that seem to tell you, Dan? Well, Wags, I think it, it tells me, and we were talking a bit about this before we hopped on the pod, they are probably keeping their options open, and there's potential that maybe they're looking to take more than one tight end in this draft and maybe add a few bodies. I don't think that uh, any of us can say that Tunyon is completely untouchable. Uh, while he showed promise, there we can't say that he's locked into the 53 at this point. And uh, would you be shocked if we took a couple tight ends and they showed... Uh, quite a bit of talent that even Mercedes Lewis was untouchable. I mean, I think that there's just opportunity at this position and potentially we're looking at an athletic tight end uh, that can stretch the field and catch the ball, but also a bigger guy that isn't afraid to stick his nose in there and block. Yeah, and sorry to say, but uh, with Mercedes Lewis being on a one-year deal, that's just... We're 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 keeping on to him as long as we have to, mm-hmm. essentially. Uh, no disrespect to Mercedes, no. but that's really the score at this point. So uh, if, if we're bringing in someone to provide some more competition in camp and it's going to be less expensive and can do the same job or close to the same job as Mercedes was doing, yep. um, it definitely makes a lot of sense to move forward with someone like that. So I, I don't know if there's any other names in the mid-rounds that we might be looking at. Um, certainly it is a possibility, but I, I just think it seems pretty clear that the Packers are going to be investing in mm-hmm. at least one of their top four picks in, the, in rounds one, two, or three mm-hmm. in a tight end. Don't, don't you think, Dan? Yeah, and, and don't be shocked if, uh, you know, maybe we do have that extra four this year with uh, the HaHa Clinton-Dix trade. If maybe somebody like a Drew Sample, he played in Washington, he's not 
overly, you know, athletic, and maybe he's even a little bit later, but he's not overly athletic, but dude can block, dude can hit, he, he can spring guys open at the next level. So, you know, when you look at players of that ability, um, I really do think, and I agree with you, after that top one, two, three guys, the athleticism of a year one impact to catch the ball probably isn't there as much, but there are a number of guys a little bit further down uh, in this draft that can do the little things right and that are going to be able to uh, pitch in and and help uh, help block and help the run game and be there in a pinch to catch the ball for Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, absolutely. So maybe another name to keep an eye on is uh, Caleb Wilson out of UCLA. Um, we've taken a couple of guys from that program yeah, over have, the last yeah. few years. Um, so certainly um, he might be kind of one of those guys that would be in that fourth or, fourth or fifth round range for you, Dane. So, um, so yeah, absolutely. And um, so it seems, just to sum up, um, that uh, we're, I, I think, aligned that the Packers will be spending a pick pretty early and probably either a late-round pick or going the undrafted free agent route, mm-hmm. uh, most likely adding um, two, if maybe not three, depending on if it's an undrafted free agent, um, to, to bring in some additional guys to compete in camp and just see what uh, see what we can do and see what we can get out of that position as well. So yeah. it, it seemed a little bit surprising that we're bringing uh, a couple of these guys back uh, based on our end-of-year uh, assessment of the position, yeah. but uh, this the complete story may not have been told at tight end. Uh, there still could be some turnover depending on what they do um, in the draft and after the draft as definitely, well. Definitely, definitely. And, yeah, I mean, I think that we've really covered it here. It's it's This is definitely a position of interest for the Green Bay Packers and one where we're looking to upgrade not only for next year but into the future and to, to find um, just more playmakers at the position will do nothing but help the team. All right. Very good. Well, thanks so much for listening today and stay tuned. Um, we will be dropping our offensive line preview uh, in the next few days. Yep. And again, if you missed any of our previous uh, uh, pre-draft episodes uh, certainly doesn't take long to go back and listen and catch you up so thanks so much for listening and go pack go go pack go